You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Bill Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is uh, it is the middle of, oh, Boomer, it's midweek, bro. It's midweek. Let's do it. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. <laughs> guess what day it is. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations. You have made it to the middle of the week. You are halfway to Friday and the weekend itself. And uh, so, yeah. I, why is that so funny to me every I, single time? Well, I mean, it's just, I, it's just classic. It just, it just, I just love it. <laughs> it just gets in your bones. It makes me happy. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm, I'm good. Yeah? yeah? I'm good. All right. I'm just good. Just good? Just good. I mean, it's rainy. Boomer, we got to get you drinking coffee. <laughs> got to get that. Got to get that coffee. Got to get that coffee going. <laughs> well, have you have you heard back yet about baseball tryouts? No. I, next week. Next ask, week, I'm I did ask find you out. Every day. I found out. I hear back next week. Okay. So, like, I don't have to go hurt anybody. Right. No, we're okay. good. We're All good. Right. No lawyer letters. Nothing. No lawyer letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a great show laid on for you. Stuff is like, I mean, like yesterday felt very cerebral. Like, like I had deep dives on some major issues, and and more the same today, I would say. But l- let me just start by saying this: at four o'clock today, you're going to want to stay tuned because our weekly event on Wednesdays at four, the Grand Council uh, with uh, Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson. We call in three conservative talk show hosts, pinging each other with questions. We don't even know what they are in advance, and we just see how we do. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but we still love each other when it's done. So. So, uh, yeah, Grand Council, 4 o'clock today. Don't miss it. And then I got a Triple Dipper, bar none. Hit it, buddy. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right. Three stories you've got to know as we run today's show. The Triple Dipper. Number one, these are not serious people. That's the name of it. That's the name of that dipper. What happens when you look around at who has been tasked with making the laws and enforcing the regulations and you just realize these are not serious people. They, they, are, they are so first world, they don't even know that what they call problems are really not problems in 98% of the world. These are not serious people. And there's a, there's a number of them. We're going to talk about them. They're, they're in government right now. These are not serious people, number one, on the Triple Dipper. Number two, Newspeak. Okay, that's an actual term. Some of y'all who read George Orwell's 1984, you immediately went, what? Newspeak. Newspeak was the language that was allowed to be used, put forward by the central government to help control the narratives and to stop you from thinking too far ahead. Newspeak. Well, what are we seeing today? Well, guess what? There are some who say that what we're seeing is literally Orwell's book being fleshed out in modern Newspeak. The changing of words, the telling you what language you're allowed to use or say, or for that matter, pronouns have to be changed, whatever. Newspeak, number two on the Triple Dipper. And then number three... Gun controllers. Gun controllers are everywhere. Horrible thing happened at Michigan State University uh, with three students dead, five wounded. And then the first thing out the gate from the president, who we've not heard a thing about uh, him say a thing about the, uh, the, the spy balloons from China, immediately made a public call for gun control. 
And we're going to talk about that because guess what? The shooting at Michigan State, it defeated all of their narratives. I'll tell you about that when we get to number three, gun controllers on the triple dipper. But let me let me jump over to my comments now. And I got to tell you, this is really something, y'all. I mean, something remarkable is happening right now. And I don't say that lightly. I, I mean that with all sincerity. 53 years ago this month, something remarkable happened in February of 1970. An event occurred that rocked a campus, a whole community, and to this day has ripple effects that are still being talked about across the nation. Books were written about it. You can go online right now and type in the two words, Asbury Revival, Asbury Revival, and you'll get videos, news reports, book listings, articles, personal stories, photographs. But here's the thing. You'll get plenty from 1970, but it'll also be mixed in with stories that read almost identically from this very week because something remarkable happened on the campus of Asbury College in Kentucky in 1970, and that something remarkable is happening there again right now, 53 years later. So Asbury College is now known as Asbury University. It's a small, private Christian university with a long history and a beautiful stately campus. It's located in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury is a four-year institution. It was founded in 1890. It offers over 150 areas of study to its several thousand students to include master's level degrees. It's a quality campus offering a quality education. It is known for so much, but it's a legend, though, for what occurred in 1970 when staff and students went to a, just a regular weekly chapel on a regular Wednesday morning, and they didn't leave for 185 hours nonstop. For over seven days, students and faculty and townspeople and folks from out of state and all over the nation just began to flock to Asbury's Hughes Auditorium. Folks who were skeptical came to see, and they went away knowing they had been in the midst of something that was just not of this world. Lives changed. And every bit of it, by the way, was spontaneous. Word of mouth was big, but then newspapers began to report it. TV cameras set up on the site, and it spilled over. By the summer of 1970, 130 other campuses and scores of churches had folks had come to speak to them who were just ordinary people who had experienced the extraordinary events at Asbury, and it caught hold. In one church, this is an example, Anderson, Indiana. They had several students come and tell their stories about what had happened that February at Asbury, and it wound up creating spontaneous services that went for the next 50 days at that church. What's interesting is that what occurred in 1970, though, is ongoing right now, today, where students and faculty and travelers and folks driving in from far-flung locations are in the middle of another completely spontaneous seven-day nonstop time of prayer and worship, and no one saw it coming. But the college has seen fit to cancel classes, and if you go online right now, just type in Asbury Revival. If you go online right now, you can even watch some of the events that have spilled out into overflow rooms and the, I think a local gym and live TVs in the parking lot and other buildings. Thousands are once again experiencing what many are already calling the next great Asbury revival. And I watched a bit this morning myself, and it's epic. So many have said that the 1970 events are just one of several. That there are those who say, though, that what occurred at Asbury in 1970 also sparked a revival nationwide at that time that has had lasting effects in the co all corners of the globe. I mean, there's no way to put true empirical evidence at work here. This is a movement. A movement is documented by, the, documented by the anecdotal recounting of those who experienced it or those who experienced its aftermath. But I got to tell you, I'm for it. I believe we need it. We needed it then in the painful exit for the turbulent 60s, a time of social upheaval and war, and we need it now. I'm not going to jump into a recounting of all that's been happening in our nation lately, in our world, but suffice to say, 
We need what only an experience with the one true God can bring. I, I believe he's real. I can tell you of events in my life that would curl your hair, and the only explanation was his intervention. And we live in a time that is no less turbulent than the 60s were, even more so in my estimation. At every turn today, it feels as if evil is not just trying to creep in. It feels as if evil is actually scratching and clawing and devouring. But there's a God who will not be mocked. And he's a God that loves us in spite of ourselves. And he's a God that not only cares with the most tender of care, but he also gives us the ability to stand and when necessary to fight and to have the unexpected ability to operate not with fear, but with power and love and self-discipline. I'm sure that there will be some who try to explain away the events that are happening at Asbury as, you know, just having the potential for social impact that carries over. Mm. They'll try to say that it's an emotional event. Mm. There'll be those who chalk it up to just folks looking for hope in the midst of chaos. Mm. But you know what? I believe that all those things are true and they should be. Because we need something good and godly to have social impact that carries over. Something that's bigger than any one participant. Revival doesn't start out there. Revival starts right here in the lives of individuals and it galvanizes others. And in what we say and in what we do and in what our personal testimony is, it then reaches others and then others and then others. Revival is the ripples in a pond that start in one place and branch out. As for the deal about emotions, well, it needs to have emotion. We're not one-dimensional creatures. We are separated from all other creative beings in that we not only think and reason and live and breathe, but we actually feel. So yes, if the relief and the joy and the excitement and the shared sense of being in the midst of something important is not already there, then I would question it. And as for hope, well, the old saying is that hope's not a plan. That's true. But I believe that hope is the catalyst that launches the greatest of plans. Hope is what changes society. Hope is what gets you out of bed in the morning. Hope is what redeems lives, and hope is what brings about revival in a society that is already fractured and flailing. So what's happening right now in Hughes Auditorium on the campus of Asbury University is new, but it's not new. It's emotional, and yet it's also reasonable. It is without a doubt already causing ripples in our society. I mean, here I am talking about it from hundreds of miles away. And it's hope. It's real hope. It's the kind that only comes from finding solutions that are bigger than the problems of this world. And yes, in this world, we will have problems, but we are seeing those at Asbury and beyond realizing that he has overcome the world. So what's happening today, right now, as we speak at Asbury University is remarkable. And my sincere hope is that it breaks out, man, and runs a course through every corner of this great nation. That's my real hope because it is truly remarkable. And that's a wrap for The Right Side Way. Well, there you have it. I mean, I, just, I encourage you. I mean, hey, you know what? I'm saying leave the show right now if you want to. Go go check out Asbury Revival. Just, just Google those two words, A-S-B-U-R-Y, Asbury Revival. And you'll find 1970 and you'll find 2023. It is happening right now. They've been going for a week nonstop, thousands. People are coming from all corners of the nation to drive over there and to see it and be a part of it. I'm just telling you, it's legit. You know why? Because so is God. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. Making it cool to be a conservative. Uh, Hey, uh, the text lines are open, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Yeah, just text on in. You can also call that number if you want to. Uh, And I'll just tell you, I've already gotten a few reactions from the, uh, I mean, Brian from Huntsville just said amen. And um, on that uh, monologue, Gina from Athens, uh, she texted in and says, God is so real. You can't see the wind, but you can see what it moves. You can't see God, but you can definitely see him move. I sure have, she said. And then she added, <laughs> I love this, I went to Just Love Coffee Cafe for lunch, and the club sandwich and chips were delicious. I have half lift for dinner. <laughs> awesome. Um, that's a double whammy. Uh, Allie from Athens just texted in. says, absolutely spot on, sir. Balanced, cogent, fervent, reasonable, and a wrecking ball. So <laughs> thanks, Allie. Allie actually texted me yesterday. And said, hey, Asbury Revival, you know, and she kind of said some few things about it, but I, I hadn't clued in yet. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe later in the week. And then, bang, it just hit. Here, here's the other thing, Boomer, small world. Um, so Irene, who is basically the office manager for the, uh, um, uh, the law firm, yeah, she went to Asbury. And she graduated there just a few years after that first revival. Really? She graduated there in the mid-'70s. Yeah, it's about five, four or five years later. And, wow! Uh, and it was, she said it was still it was it was still talked about, um, yeah, a lot. But um, anyway, very very cool. Um, Jenny from Decatur just says glory to God, and then Badger from Athens says happy Hump Day, and uh, to you back to yes. you, Badger. Um, I got a I got another funny text a minute ago. Where did it go? Hang on a second. Was it was it Adam? No, it was uh, Brad from Limestone County. Okay, remember Boomer? We were talking yesterday about. What was the deal with the toilet paper shortage? Remember that? <laughs> I remember that, yeah. We were talking yesterday, what, what, what was the deal with the what, toilet paper? How the heck did we Come wind on. up having like no toilet paper? And um, <laughs> so he, he texted just a minute ago. He says, catching up on yesterday's program, a serious take on the toilet paper shortage. He says, forget who I heard explain this. He says, the factory that produces residential toilet paper, e.g. Charmin, cannot switch on a dime to produce commercial-grade toilet paper, E.g., the Kimberly Clark stuff you find in office buildings and fast food restaurants. He says, when the shutdown sent everybody home, suddenly the demand for residential TP soared while the demand for commercial TP was in the toilet. <laughs> in other words, he said, overnight, folks stopped doing any of their business at the office and they had to do all their business, literally and figuratively, at home. Nevertheless, he said, supply of both could not just change overnight, hence, a roll of white cloud was suddenly harder to come by than a white Camry. <laughs> <laughs> Brad from Limestone <laughs> County. Oh, that's just that's just funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. Um, yep, you want to text in your thoughts on things as we go. And by the way, I, let me say this. So my monologue was on Asbury and, and the revival going on there. If you have been there, if you were there in 1970, or if you've been there recently, I'd love to hear from you. I'll stop whatever I'm doing in the show, with the exception of the Grand Council, because I'm going to have guests on the air with me. But I'll stop whatever I'm doing in the show to get that storyline from you. If you were there then or now, um, would love to get your perspective anytime throughout, because this is just this is just crazy cool. I mean, this is this is happening right now as we speak. Can you imagine? You go to church and nobody wants to leave. Seven days later, you're still going. Um, so anyway, I mean, I've. I've seen some cool moments in my life where I could just tell you God showed up. There's no, <laughs> ain't no way around it. Um, but what we're seeing there is 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 truly remarkable, truly. Um, so, yep, we'll take those calls. We'll take those all the way around. Uh, John from Huntsville just texted in and says, everybody needs to be watching this, the skies carefully tomorrow. Mm, mm, okay. Uh, there's that. 
in the meantime, we're going to jump over to number one of the Triple Dipper here as we get back from the break. So these are not serious people. I forget where I heard that. It may have been Tucker Carlson or somebody else was opining about something to do with something in government and something that had been said. And the comment was made, these are, these are just not serious people. And I thought, what a great phrase. Because, you know, the folks that you, 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 just, you just would love to believe that there's just a difference in, you know, belief. But then there's just like a difference in the ability to even take the job seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at it, Boomer just threw his hands up in the air. I, I look at it and go, okay, I get it. You may be a Democrat, I may be a Republican. You may be a liberal and I may be, uh, you know, a conservative. But ideology aside, I still expect you to go do your job and to do it well. And, and that's important. Um, but no, some of them. It's not even serious at all. These are not serious people. I got a caller on the line, Boomer. I'll take it. Is that Allie? Allie from Athens. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing well, and your comments were spot on, sir. Well, thank you, you ma'am. You nailed it. And um, it, was, it wasn't at Asbury, but it was in that context that I became a Christian when Jesus' people hit. And it, I, I tell you, it will go like wildfire. And that's exactly what happened. At my high school one day, kids were smoking dope up on the hill, and the next day, they were passing out chick tracks. They were ignorance on fire. They were challenging our teachers, but there was such a strong move of the Holy Spirit that the administrators at the high school had to have, like, Christian bands come in because they didn't know what to do with what was going on. Wow. And so it's, yeah, it, it's pretty exciting. And the other thing I wanted to say very quickly is, the movie that is made by Alabama's own Irwin Brothers, who did I Can Only Imagine, yeah. and Woodlawn, and, yeah. and others, comes out on the 24th. And um, I would like to strongly uh, encourage people to go see it. It's a documentary on what happened 50 years ago. Wow. It has Kelsey Grammer playing the part of Pastor Chuck Smith. It, the, the trailers are looking beautiful. I'm going to write about it in my paper that I'm working on right now to get to the publisher. And so um, I'm really hoping that people will go see that because this is the real deal. No kidding. No kidding. All right, Allie, thanks so much. We appreciate you as always. Welcome, and uh, thanks for the heads up yesterday, too. It clued me in. All right. Wow. That's cool. Kelsey Grammer starring in the movie. By the way, if you haven't seen the movie Woodlawn and some of the others, God, this just doesn't sound so well. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. These are not serious people. I'll tell you why. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 